Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're here. Danny and, and we, we teased a big announcement. We, we talked about new things in 2023 for the crown. And baby, we are here at Elizabeth Parlor Room here on Elizabeth Avenue, the new home of Charlotte Soccer Show. It's great to see you, Danny. I'm pumped about this announcement. It's great to see you here. It's great to be back in this building. We what, found a home. What are you drinking? Are you enjoying it? Well, are you comfortable because you're going to be here for a while? I feel great. I feel cozy. I feel I feel fine. I feel great. I feel wonderful. To quote uh, Bob Wiley, but no, I'm drinking back to a classic because we're celebrating sort of this new like step, a, a new initiative in the show uh, for the 2023. I went back to a classic beer. I went to back to Old Met, Old Met Copper. It's on tap here at Parlor Room, and uh, it's always been my number one beer in the city of Charlotte. It's my favorite beer of any local microbrewery around town and uh, glad to be drinking one right now. How about yourself? So that's a huge reason why we're here and why we wanted to do the deal is because they've got a ton of local beers on tap. Right. So we've enjoyed our sort of our beer tour of Charlotte that we did last year. It was a fun, really gimmick for the first year of the show to go around. Tour day Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were all the beers of the season. Yeah. I did love the uh, the wax, the surf wax at yeah. uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, burial is just you know the, we the, it was never available like it was like you st- they can't keep it on in, in stock but this place uh, parlor room is rocking old old mech beer it's rocking legion it's rocking nota there's a little bit of everything it's a little bit of the variety of charlotte that's brought in which is pretty cool and the whole thing is john we when we first started the show about a, a 13 months ago i think we said like we want to do every show at hooligans we want hooligans elizabeth to be our spot and the problem was just for various reasons, they, they were never open, they didn't really like, get the launch off the way they wanted to last year. Now it's a relaunch. And so we're, we're, we're partnering in the relaunch in terms of just, we're gonna be doing our show from here every week, Thursday nights. And we have an, an even bigger uh, announcement when it comes to Charlotte FC Road Games. Hit them with the info. So I'm gonna answer your question. I'm drinking the Sugar Creek Pilsner. Thank you, Sugar keep, Creek, yeah. Keep, keeping it local. Love the Sugar Creek Pilsner. Fantastic here on a Thursday night. You heard that right. We're gonna be here on Thursday nights, so please. If you, if you want to come by, if you want to check out a recording session, if you want to drink some beers yeah. and enjoy a thirsty Thursday. Generally around 6 o'clock, so between 6 and 7, we'll show up around here. Exactly right. It's, it's the perfect time to be here. But that's just kind of half of the equation. And I wasn't a math major, but, <laughs> but I can tell you that the home for Charlotte FC away days is here at Elizabeth Parlor Room. Yep. We've talked to... At, at Hooligans FC. At Hooligans FC. Thank you. Thank you very much, Danny Brands, for adding that. And, and the reason why this is a huge deal for us is because we've been able to talk to, to Matt. The bearded bartender. Legend around town. One of the best bar fix-it men in going around Charlotte. Like he, he's launched this place as a new, new spot. And it's so nice and cozy in here. Like, oh, I They've really upgraded. Feel they've great. Leveled, leveled up what's... what's uh, we're not, Luke would be proud. By the way, we're not really being paid to say this. Like, it sounds like a commercial, but we're just we're just really excited, really. You know, we, totally. I, we got, I got a tab running on this on this copper that I'm drinking, so... Well, I do, too. Yeah. And level up... Luke would be proud of the way you, you, you said that. <laughs> like, level up. You got to level up. And, and that's what they've done here. And, there's couches. Um, there's, there's portraits of famous soccer stars. 
Uh, Futbolista would love to see that Diego Armando Maradona portrait in the, in the corner. Hopefully Andy can swing by for sure. So, And we've gotten to know uh, Beamer the bartender as well. She's, she's, she's usually it. hanging out here on Thursdays. So we just wanted to make sure that off the top we uh, communicated that with, with everybody who listens to the show. And we always appreciate you listening to the show. And then when it comes to Charlotte FC road games, we're going to be part Like when Charlotte FC is on away days, unless we go, we might go to the Atlanta game maybe. But I, the real commitment is to launch a series of parties here tied to the t- the tifos we want we want the tifos to show up and show out in elizabeth yeah. so, on, if, on so if you're asking your games. you're asking yourself what am i doing for away games this year you're coming here danny danny and i have took it amongst ourselves to create plans for you yeah exactly because right? we love y'all because yes know. we've 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 done the work we've made sure that there is a place where charlotte soccer show tremendous friends of the show mm-hmm. are to feel welcome and share some community and I'm looking around this place right now, and I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine televisions that will all have Charlotte FC's matches on on Saturday night away days. This is where we're yep. going to be. Plus, there, that, with that many screens, there's a chance that, like, if there's a key, like, other in the, around the conference game that we need to keep our eyes on as well, if we're fighting for tiebreaker spots, we'll be able to, like, th- this... For such a small, like cozy, like spot, like there's a ton of TVs in here. Then they're big screens; they look good. And then the real, the kicker is, we're really hoping to be able to do post-game stuff. We want it. We'll do live. We'll, we will tape a show immediately after the game ends here at the parlor room, and hopefully the TVs and will take show li- up. live TIFO questions. Yeah, we'll do the question segment is going live. You know, you can maybe we, I don't know if we'll have a mic to pass around the first week, but you can just yell. You can just yell your questions out. It should be fun. And uh, if there's some hope, it's not a guarantee, but there's some hope to like get maybe. Uh, pop up the the press conference, the post game press conference on Zoom, so we can all watch that together. Then we can all have some live reaction as a uh, supporters community, and uh, who knows, maybe a special guest would pop in, you know, just just to talk to all of us. Who knows? That these are those are a little bit pipe dreams, but that's what kind of the direction we want to go to, and we want all of y'all to come with us. So, like, come to the parlor room on away days. All we can say at Hooligans FC. This is to me a massive step for the passion project, right? Because you and I have done this together. For the last year, we celebrated the launch of Charlotte FC. We've celebrated the soul of soccer in the city mm-hmm. at Hooligans Uptown. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take that soul and bring a piece of it here to Elizabeth. To, to Elizabeth. Really great neighborhood, fast-growing neighborhood. They just there's a there's the housing projects that are all stretching down south down South End in Charlotte are now starting to come over towards Elizabeth. I I just saw a story in the, one of the local websites about. A big housing project that's in the works for down here for the Seventh Street area, a couple blocks down the way. So, it's a it's a, a quaint, cute little area of town that's worth spending some time. And, and honestly, like talking about it now and like actually doing this segment on the show is is a massive moment for me personally. And I only say that because I don't want to speak for you. I don't like speaking for you. You've, <laughs> you've got your voice on the show, sure, of course. And I'm happy to, and always interested to hear exactly how you feel about something, but. For me personally. Well, let me just cut in because I know how you feel because you've told me. You, we had this discussion. You said, I don't want to do the show just the same way we did it last year. I need a level up. I need to take it to the next level. And this is what we came up with. And it's got to yes. feel great that it's happening. And, and to underscore the change, the change is bringing people together. Right. That's the change. Right. right? Exactly. You know, Danny and I, we could, we could go to... 40 different breweries. We could talk in a thousand different places mm-hmm. and create this community where we do a show, everybody listens, and we talk online, and, and that's all well and good. Mm-hmm. And it's been fun. 
it's been amazing. But now mm. I want to get people together. We need a home base. I want to see some right. some eye contact. I want to see some right. conversation with right. the tremendous exactly. friends of the show. The people that ask us questions. I want them here. I want to talk to them. I want to enjoy the match with them. And that's really what it comes down to. I want you to see how much of a nervous wreck I am five minutes before kickoff <laughs> right. on a road right, match. Exactly. I want to see I want you to see how I literally cannot stop fidgeting at halftime because right. I cannot yeah. stop thinking about what type of changes we need to make in the second right. half. And I want to have those conversations with our friends. I want to look over to Volak and say, right. dude, second half, this needs to be the substitution pattern. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Like you and I, remember when we were at the Columbus match and I said, okay, Latanzio, these are the changes. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, this is what yeah, you got to yeah, do here. Go. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that in a silo anymore. I want to make sure that we bring in, we're bringing these people together really? and creating a Charlotte FC community. And the only reason why we've been able to even consider doing this, and listen, here's the deal. There's no guarantee that the first watch party that we have, anybody's going to show up. <laughs> we'll be here. <laughs> but we will be here, yeah. and we're going to try. March 4th, we're gonna, it's going to be fun to spoil St. Louis's uh, home opener. I can't wait. How great is that going to feel? Yeah, because I'll tell you what, uh, we looked at the ticket prices out there in St. Louis, and I promise you, <laughs> if you've been bitching about Charlotte FC's ticket prices, you're not going right. to want to go to that match. Right, yeah, exactly. St. Louis is, uh, they spent a year like looking down their noses at us for putting PSLs in, and then they came back with some of the most expensive ticket prices in one of the smallest stadiums in the league, so there you go. So just just to briefly, if, you, if you've never been to this this place before and you're a big-time soccer fan, I just, I just wanted to give you... Danny, you talked about Maradona, his portrait on the wall. I'm looking at a Swansea City signed shirt from back in the day. Swansea City, believe it or not, it's the the English Championship squad based in Swansea, Wales, came to Charlotte years ago and played the Independence. Yeah, amazing. There's there's a jersey here signed there. There's a Christian Pulisic signed signed Dortmund kit. Dortmund kit here as well. Captain America. And is that a... That's a Santos Laguna, Liga MX. Yeah, I think they've played in Charlotte as well before in the past. So, This is... Um, it, you and I care so much about the, the soccer soul of this city. Charlotte is a soccer city. Mm-hmm. And to me, the reason why we picked this place... Is because when you when you're here and you look around, and by the way, there's Jamie Tart's jersey <laughs> <laughs> uh, framed on Belize, the wall as well. You know, yeah. Exactly, that's that's amazing. Jamie Tart, tart, tart da, 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 Jamie tart, 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 da, 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 Jamie. So this is the type of place that you know. I, I think you and I have right. from the very beginning. We're here for the tried to partnership. Yeah, tried to partner with. Yeah, so. and shout out to being with the bartender, and shout out to Matt Moran, the bearded bartender. For uh, being willing to, to open up this place to us to uh, bring some people together on Saturday nights and, and hopefully Thursday nights as well. Now, so that's podcast news. Well, we're going to do content too? Yeah, yeah, yeah We're yeah. going to talk about the squad? Was, was there any news about Charlotte FC today that maybe took anybody by surprise or caught people off guard? I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain. I, I mean, the only yeah. thing that I was, I was planning on, you're picking me up uh, <laughs> Saturday around yeah. 9 a.m. and we're going to drive down to yeah, Charleston? Yeah, we're going to roll down. Yeah, we're going to roll down to the uh, pre-party, I think, uh, at Shelter Bar. <laughs> Oh wait, no, we're not going to do that because. Oh wait, you're not you're not you're not driving. Nah, I'm not going to Charleston this weekend, bro. I'm sorry. I, I you know. I thought we were going to the match. <laughs> you might. I know you've been out on the golf course all day, but you might want to check your Twitter uh, uh, or your or your email inbox at some point because no, the match has been moved. The match is no longer in Charleston. Blame it on the rain. Just the forecast was horrible. The forecast is pretty horrible for Charlotte as well. Yeah. But down in the low country on the coast, if it's fixing to be really bad, they were talking about possible frost delays. Uh, on the pit, like a frozen pitch was was in play. So, like, 
Nothing you wanted. A frozen to be. pitch at 5 p.m. <laughs> Fuck off with that. I don't know. That's. I will say this. I know. I know. Uh, the scrambling that was done by Charlotte FC was not of their own doing. Like the whole team in the ticket office, everyone in the communications department was like working overtime today to get this message out and get people sorted with tickets. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I can say, I I have it on good uh, belief that the. Uh, this was not Charlotte FC's decision. Charleston pretty much said, hey, you know, don't come. Don't come to Charleston this weekend, pretty much. So at that point, it's like, what do you do? Do you just do you cancel the match outright? Do you do a closed-door scrimmage at McAlpine? Or do you open up Bank of America Stadium to the fans and say, come watch the boys play? Because they know we're thirsty for it. And I think they chose the best, obviously, option in that case. And it took a lot of scrambling today to make it happen. But what the best thing we can say is, there's all kinds of ticket stories, ticket trials and tribulations and woes uh, all over social media. I, we know for a fact that anybody that bought tickets or in, that already was holding tickets to go to the game in Charleston, you will get. You have nothing to worry about if you get in. If you couldn't claim the tickets that were sent out via email link, they, they sold out. Free tickets sold out in about 20 minutes. You know, no surprise there. But call the ticket office. This is what I did. I missed out on the first batch of like get the, get your free tickets. I was like 20. I was a few minutes late. Um, because I was enjoying a lovely bike ride out here today on the streets of Charlotte on the nice sunny day. 70 degree yeah. February <laughs> day. Sign yeah. me up. Yeah, but I call. I immediately called the ticket office. Shout out to Lexi. Lexi and the ticket office made it happen. I don't think she's the same person from the ticket office that called me last year and talked me into my renewal. You're developing a, a bit of a yeah. reputation <laughs> in that yeah, office. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but Lexi made it happen. She put me on hold for maybe 60, 90 seconds, came back. I had tickets in my inbox, uh, in my Ticketmaster inbox. So Charlotte FC... There was some snafus, there were some hiccups, and in the end, everyone in this club like pulled together to get everyone sorted out, and that's a huge success story. I think the, I think Charlotte FC nailed that out of the park out of, in this uh, mini crisis situation in terms of schedule. Sure, you don't you don't want to yeah. play at Charleston? Well, <laughs> you come up to us, come up, come yeah, to our place. Yeah, you want to yeah. play? We'll, get we'll, on a damn bus. Yeah, we got payback coming your way. That's, that's yeah, how yeah, it exactly. is. Like, I, this game You're needs not to happen. Getting away from this revenge game at yes, all for sure. Totally, and and to think about this, Danny, right? I think this is honestly something to me that's kind of powerful and really meaningful, right? Driving down to Charleston to see Enzo Capetti suit up for Charlotte for the first time, right? Yeah, it'd have been fine, but going into the to keep, yeah, going to the fortress and seeing him mm-hmm. on that field for yep. the first time, right? That's gonna hit a little bit different, right? And I think we're all sort of in like midfield sections. I think if I were, it was like the 104 through 108 sections, general admission, so get there early. If you want to sit close, but they I think the, it's just going to be a party. They capped the number at twenty five hundred. They capped it at twenty five hundred. I due to some there was some shenanigans where some people were getting six tickets when they were only supposed to get four today. A lot of that got taken care of and sorted out. But I, don't be surprised if we're if we're pushing three thousand in there on Saturday. Just yeah. that's my own personal theory. So yeah. pushing three thousand on Saturday and then a couple yeah. weeks later pushing seventy thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which by the way, there is, has been no update there yet. Speaking I got a mini update. Okay. I got a mini update. I uh, went to a great event last weekend, last Sunday. It was the launch of the MLS Next Pro Crown Legacy FC uh, uh, pro- project at a uh, Seaboard. Uh, I think it was called Seaboard Brewing in Matthews. Sorry. Drove out to Matthews. Had yeah. a great time. Yeah. And I'd, I'd never heard of and that brewery before. Really, really great beers. Really great beers. They had a boxcar blonde that was new that was just Ooh. like, it was like boxcars, oh. baby. I, I had several boxcar blondes. I got to so, say, yeah. Danny. <laughs> Your transition into the blonde Pilsner game, man, it makes me feel good. Yeah, it was great. And so the, the coolest thing was the connection. I got to talk to Darius Barnes. I got to talk to uh, 
Thomas, who runs the scouting department. I got to talk to Joe and Woody and like, and like, it was just really. And I got to talk to all the players. I got to like shout out, you know, shout out. There was uh, so I was there with Elevation Jones, his kid Polly is like a up and budding uh, youth soccer prospect, uh, you know, and he he loves to play the game. And so one of these, Paul was kind of like waiting. He wanted to go up and like talk to some the one of the team execs or whatever, get a picture with him or get an autograph because we get an autograph for And one of the Crown Legacy players, this guy named Jacob, I didn't even catch his last name, but he like kind of just like helped this little kid that he just met or whatever go up and have the courage to like ask for an autograph. So like really cool bonding community moment with there. The update is Joe the Blue, I, our friend of the, you know, we have we got TIFOs walking through the halls of Bank of America Stadium. I, I like to hope that Joe's one of them. And he just dropped the hint that he said, even with everything that's going on, we know the, the trials and tribulations that this club went through last month. With all of that, we're just behind pace that we were last year. That, that was the, you know, a little bit vague, but, you know, no, no exact numbers, but you got to feel pretty good about it. Yeah, that. and to be yeah. fair, that's kind of what I expected. Right, exactly. Right. I, I know you've been in the camp of breaking the record again I think we will. this year. I still, I'll hold to that. This was one of our, we got, this was a TIFOS question that we didn't get to answer last time, so we might as well just talk about it now. Like, I think we hit 75. 73 was our record last year. I think we can get to 75. Two good signs here, right? Because um, there's people in my life, and I think there's a lot of people who may have similar experiences to this where got a text from a good friend yesterday, sent me a photo walking out of Bank of America Stadium with fresh Charlotte FC uh, scarves Love and it. social currency and season tickets, new season ticket holders Love this that. year, right? Love that. Yeah. Got a text about that yesterday. And then today, got asked, "Hey, you going to be there on February 27th for the opening <laughs> match?" And I said, "Nah, I ain't going to be there on the 27th, no, but I'll no, be there on the 25th." On the 25th. He goes, "Oh, okay. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My girlfriend and I we're going to be there that night too." And I was Fantastic. like, "Fantastic." You know, right. so I, I think that right now that we're about three weeks out, now the casuals, mm-hmm. the people who aren't very connected to the club, right. who are looking for something to do, right. this next three weeks is incredibly important to reach that milestone. And I'm just going to go on the record, and I think this is important. I don't care whether we break the record or not. Okay, I don't care. I just think we will. I'm not gonna be sad if we don't. Uh, I'll just take it. I'll just take it as a data point and keep it moving. I'm not. I'm yeah, not yeah. My emotional state of mind is not okay. not tied up in the opinion. You, you're not. You're not feeling attendance. like we need. We need to break this no, again for care. the second straight no, year. But I just do think we will. Yeah. The reason why I, I don't feel like we 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 need to is because last year was so special. Of course. That you know you're never gonna take that away from me. You're not gonna take that away from any supporter. Of and course. Yeah. Sometimes, and I, I feel this about most everything in life is that when something is so great you pr- you don't try to recreate that right you, yeah because it's yeah. never going to be the same yeah yeah you cherish it and you just right? let it be because yeah. it's the inaugural game it's the For first sure. ever home game well, now this time is it's, it's time to turn the page it's trying to think about this club in a if, different way if I was trying to say what I hope would happen I would hope it would not break through. I would hope it would be less people because that might be you know my punk rock soul doesn't want this thing to get too big and too popular, yeah, you know. I can't. Enough. I can't stand for a bunch of uh, jocks to come in and then ruin the party scene that we've created here. Like, but the thing, the reason I do think we will sell a ton of tickets and get close to the record, if not breaking it, is that the uh, what they're selling is a party. They're not even like how a party sells itself. Who wouldn't want to come to a party, right? They're, yeah. they're inviting you to a party, and like that is just one of the the lingering. Despite missing the playoffs and like that was such a stated goal, they should have just said no. Our goal in year one is to like turn every match into a party, and they would have had been a smashing success because that's what they did. So, right. Uh, 
I think that Man, when, it's so when fun you're selling a party, everyone wants to go. So I just I just think this town is is if the weather's nice, it's an easy smasher in my mind. But we'll see. Uh, speaking about a party, that's what we're going to try to create here on Saturday nights, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to be here. We're we're here at Elizabeth Parlor Room at Hooligans FC in Elizabeth on Elizabeth Avenue, right down the street from Big Ben. And the only reason why I'm mentioning Big Ben is because we made a concerted effort not to be there. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Right? We Big be Ben here. wore out its welcome with me. Nothing and, personal, but yeah. Yeah, and Big Ben has had, there will be watch parties at Big Ben on away days, right? I just encourage you to come a couple doors down. Right, the vibe is going to be a little bit different. Right. The service is going to be a lot better. I can guarantee you that. And you can always guilt trip me into buying you a drink. So there you go. If you, if your tabs run up at some other spot, just show up here. And I'll, I got you. I got you a drink. Listen, no problem. I, the way that I honestly feel about this is we're kind of like sticking our necks out there to say like I, I think we've created something here. I think we've created a community of people who like to spend time together mm-hmm. and get joy out of the same thing. I would be happy on that first away day to open up a tab and say, let's fucking go. One for the house. Let's go. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like everybody if that get... doesn't encourage you to show up for the week one on, on March 4th, then what does? So it's a, it's a Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brams, of course. And you can follow us on Twitter. At For the Crown Baby, at John Hayes on Air, at Danny Brams as well. We've got a ton to talk about tonight, Danny. Right. You know, we were 20 minutes into Stat. the show. Uh, we wanted to make sure we got our announcement out there. And again, it, it, it's very personal, so I, I apologize. And, and listen, I, I, I ask for your forgiveness because we've done over 60 episodes of this show, and I've never spent 10 minutes talking about us and what we want to do right. and what, what our plan is. And I spent 10 minutes doing that today. We spent 10 minutes doing that today. And I hope that you don't slap us on the wrist for that because there's a ton of content that we need to right. talk about. We love you all. Hopefully you all love us a little bit too, for yeah. sure. Bronny bro, on the mic today. Bronny spoke. He spoke. I heard he spoke to a shadow man. Maybe we'll talk about that. Um, he gave some good answers. He said some beautiful things. Of course he know? did. I mean, he, he's a leader. Yeah. He's a leader. Hey, we talked about Carol Swiderski and potentially the armband happening there. But Bronny, Bronny's somebody that could potentially, you know, right. get that band at some point. Kit Lee. Oh, the leak. The leak. <laughs> the leak heard around the world. Did we leak the kit? <laughs> I think there was an inadvertent, uh, Our part- we participated in leaking the kit inadvertently, you know, yeah. Definitely shout out to, uh, I want to get this username right, and... Uh, he just we, tagged, tagged we, us. Yeah, we got tagged in a, in a question from one of the TIFOs. It's one of the TIFOs that I, I just, like, sorry, give me a second to look this up, but I definitely want to see his name right. And he had a, a picture, it looked like it was from, like, a Dick Sporting Goods or something like that. I... I I was having a hard time telling exactly where he got the pick, but he had a picture of the kit. And he put Jonathan it. Wilson. Thank you. Jonathan Wilson. Hell of a TIFO. At Mast JMW. He nailed it. And, and I'll be honest, it took me like 12, 15 hours to really like respond to his, his query that he sent to us. He said, hey, what do you guys think of this? His exact tweet was like, I think the new kit's pretty dope. I just don't love the Miami vibe. Are y'all buying? And I, I saw that late last night, in our, or yesterday afternoon, I should say, and I was like, I don't know, Jonathan. Like, is that really the kid? I, I, I didn't look. Re- I didn't know. I didn't know to trust it, and I should have trusted the Tifos, obviously, because in a matter of hours, 
more sources started coming out. Yep, this is the kit. This is oh, the kit. this is it. This is it. And it all goes. And you know, thankfully, uh, Jonathan got some credit for that. People were shouting him out and tagging him. Hopefully, he picked up some new followers. Do we follow Jonathan? If not, inst- all right, we got to follow Jonathan yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, there's a live. You know, send us a DM. Changes happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come talk to us about how you got this kit leak. That would be amazing, Jonathan. We'd love to talk to you on the show. But as for the kit itself, I'm just going to focus on the positive. I don't love the pink. It is what it is. But I love these crowns sewn into the fabric, like the, the like in the lining of the I, shirt. I, I didn't. Re- I didn't notice them until you called yeah. it out. And I just, I'm gonna live with that, and I'm gonna say that that's the distinctive uh, trademark feature of this kit, and I think that's it's wonderful. And a few pink lines here and there. What 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 what, what can you do? I'm Joe positive today. I don't know. <laughs> When Danny Rams is positive, the world's a better place. There's no doubt about that. And this show's a better place as well. Uh, you, you can follow us at For the Crown Baby you can, and see the, the kit that we're talking about right now. Yeah, and then yeah, Ashley Mahoney retweeted Jonathan, which was cool. I, I also will say that my response was he asked if we were buying. I said, Jonathan, out of loyalty and love, I will be buying. Whether or not I'll be wearing remains to be seen. Like I want to see how the, kit, how the kit wears, how it looks on me. It's going to be great for the wall if it doesn't look great on me. So one way or the other, uh, I will have one in my collection. For well, sure. I, I, you know, I, I don't know um, how many people feel this way, Danny, but, you know, every kit looks good on you, especially, oh, especially no. when, it, when it's a Charlotte FC so kit. So I just got a, a Rossing Club kit to, as a shout-out to Enzo Capetti, and let me say – this thing is aggressively tailored. Let's just, like, oh, like, like it, it, it frames my beer gut very nicely. <laughs> Let's just put it that. It's cut for the the, uh, the South American soccer player, not the uh, North American uh, middle aged dad. But I did the best I could with it. I, if I wear if I wear a hoodie over it and just like sport the racing badge, you know, I, you I look half decent. So smart, smart man. Yeah. Uh, so check out that that kit. I'm fine with it. It is what it is. Water under the bridge. I'm expecting it. We got this news months ago at this point. Yeah. What, the, what the color scheme was. I've accepted it. And let's Focus move, on the crowns. Let's move forward. I'm, pump, I'm pumped to answer tremendous friends of the show. Your questions. We're going to do that next. We're going to talk about what we're looking forward to, right? This match is, is the first time that with our two eyes and with most everyone's two eyes, live and living color, we're going to see the 2023 version of Charlotte FC on the pitch. Danny and Brams and I, we're going to give you exactly what we're looking forward to. We're going to answer your questions as well. They're coming in. And the bat signal worked yet again. Thanks to the TIFOs. They made it happen. It always does. We're here at the Elizabeth Parlor Room. Make sure that uh, you get here soon. Next week we'll be here on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be here for the rest of the year. Uh, just saying that feels uh, fake, but it's true. Back after this. Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams, we're at the new home of the Charlotte Soccer Show, the Elizabeth Parlor Room at Hooligans FC, Danny Brams. The, the soul of, of Charlotte Soccer in uh, in Elizabeth. You know, if, if Hooligans is the uptown soul, this is the west side soul, Dude, so, how, or the east side soul, excuse how me. How so. high are these ceilings? Yeah, it's great. It's great. The music's, the music's bumping. It's like 15 feet in here? Yeah, there's some, some ceiling fans. <laughs> It's cozy. It's just, it's really nice and cozy yeah. in here. Yeah, it's great to be. Can't here. can't wait to share this space with a lot of y'all yeah. uh, as the season goes on. Yeah. But we got big news, John, because the man himself, Grindset, got on the mic today. The the the, the hound, as we christened him in our Game of Thrones theme nickname, 
uh, spree last year. Bronny Bro, you know the guy, the the one of the one of the few Charlotte FC players out there who's been lucky enough to pose for a picture with us, <laughs> and uh, uh, he, he spoke on mic today uh, to the local media, and he said some wonderful things, as we as we like to say. Uh, he says, "What did we learn in California? We're a really good team when we want to be." He said, what is the difference this preseason and last? He said, familiarity with the system, a coaching staff that's made all the difference. And he said, what do we want to work on in the friendly? He said, pressing and maintaining position while still being threatening are the priorities they've drilled all season and will continue to do so. He's not getting caught up in any of these questions, you notice. We're playing for Anton. We dedicate this season to him. You, you hoped he would address that, and it's great. By the way, the other day was Anton Walk's birthday, so uh, just, you know, amazing how he's, like, continues to be like in the forefront of everything we're doing right uh and then as others have mentioned bronico continued to reinforce that playoffs is the goal for charlotte C. I think it's certainly i joked earlier in this episode about maybe it should have been the goal last year obviously it's the goal this year and you can see Bronny's locked in wait a minute you mentioned playoffs we need to talk about the report this week too about the expanded playoffs. Oh yeah, maybe we'll yeah maybe we'll make maybe we'll sneak in as the 12th team in the playoffs i don't know we don't really know the format yeah right yeah how crazy was that that Athletic Soccer came out with a really great report, really detailed about, like, the MLS has still not announced the playoff format for this season. They're not talking about a The 20- season starts <laughs> in 16 days. They're not talking about a 2024 playoff format change. They're talking about this season doing some, like, because uh, in the previous years it was the seventh uh, top seven in each conference. Now they're talking about maybe expanding it to top nine, doing three-game series in the first round, sort of a play-in to the play-in to get to the playoff, like, it's absolutely lunacy. It's classic MLS. It's why we. It's why I love MLS. Like, if you if you get, tell me that I can be fan of a league where just teams just go balls to the wall offense all the time, and there's no agreed upon playoff format two weeks before the season, sign me up. I'm in. I, I, it's, it's freaking great. It's like per. It is perfectly chaotic. Yes, exactly. It, yeah. It, 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 it's chaos, and you know I wouldn't have it any other way. You know what's not chaos? A brownie bro interview. Because this right. guy... He's buttoned in. He, he is so buttoned up. And that's why I'm talking about the captaincy, right? And... Okay. I'm going to say something here that I recognize could come off the wrong way. And I don't want it to. Right? I'm on the record in saying that I think that Carol Swiderski should be Charlotte FC's captain. And I'm in accordance with that. And the reason why... I believe that is because I was at Bank of America Stadium the night that Kyle Swiderski was introduced as Charlotte FC's designated player. Right? Yeah. His English was very poor. A year later, in that sit-down interview at Apple headquarters at MLS Media Day, his English improved drastically. This isn't about whether you can speak English or not. This is about whether you can communicate with the fan base. Right. And show, and the buy-in and the work you're willing to do to learn a new language, which is tough. Whether whether it was us going to Poland or him coming here, like when you take the time to learn the local language, that's a sign of commitment. So, Bronny Bro's ability to communicate with the fan base is second to none on this squad. Right. Kyle Swiderski's ability to play soccer is second to none on this squad. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. And his English has improved so much where I do think that he deserves to be captain for that reason. He's, it's not a, like, captain doesn't mean everything, right? It doesn't, but it means something. Yeah. It means something. Right. 
And if you if you can should Bronny be the captain? If, if your best offensive player is your captain, I think you're you're winning it at, at soccer. That's what I think. Here's what here's the one thing about Bronny, and I don't want to uh, blaspheme or what it's, you know. I don't want to uh, sully the good name of one of our favorite players, one of the coolest guys in this town. But like. Here's the situation. The situation is... You're saying he's not going to play. The, I'm saying that... That's what you're saying. I'm saying he's not going to play all the the same amount of minutes he played last year. Well, I think that's bullshit. What I'm saying is I that think that's ridiculous. Derek Jones, Ashley Westwood, yeah. and Brent Bram Bronco are three guys for two spots. I, listen, just, I, I listen, think that's the harsh I, I, reality I'm, we have to face. Right. I'm, I'm going I'm to... And there's going to be rotation and substitutions in that mix. I, I think with DJ potentially going to center back to cover for Tokarujo's better, I think that delays the situation. I, I certainly don't expect Bronny to be sitting out the first month of the season, but as the season goes on, I just don't think they're going to grind him out every single minute like they did last year because of the depth. I think he's the day one starter, but I don't think he needs to start every single game, whereas we do need Carroll to start. But every he wants game. to start every game. I'm sure he does. He wants to play every damn minute. Of the, I mean. You, you, sometimes you've got to have a rock in that position. An man. undroppable. An undroppable. You've got to <laughs> yeah. have a guy every single match that you know is going to be up for it. Yeah. And here's, a, here's another quote he said uh, uh, in the press today to show how up for it is. So, someone, of course, I'm not sure who did, but someone went there with the, you know, since Miguel had dropped the, MAR dropped the worst rude comment, uh, uh Again, before the friendly against Charleston last year, someone was like, "Well, you're playing Charleston again. Remember that comment? You know, it's never, it's, it's almost going away. It's never quite nah. gone away, but it's almost about to finally go away. We just had to get one more round of it." Right. And Brant says, "We are definitely not screwed, and I don't think we were screwed last year. Like, like that. He doesn't. You know, he's up for it. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's not putting up with any nonsense. And I, lo- yeah. I love that response. He's a great leader. We are definitely not screwed. He's a great, a, he's a great player. And mm-hmm. let, let's go back to what we talked about." A couple weeks ago on the podcast, what did Ben Bender say after training sessions? He said nobody can keep up with Brownie, bro. Yeah, it's true. I mean, right. I, I don't want to overthink this, Danny. Here's a player that started for Charlotte FC in every game except for two right. last but like, year. I'm saying, let's say we need a goal in the last 20 minutes and uh, take a, him a, off a Westwood in for Bronico subs. Yeah, uh, take him off. Substitution makes a lot of that's sense to-, to me. That's totally yeah, different. That's what I'm saying. That's totally different. I'd take just, him yeah. off. Doesn't mean he doesn't start. I mean, I still expect him to start most games. I'm just saying the minutes will be low. He had one of the It'll goals of the season minutes. last year. Of course year. he did. Yeah, he's amazing. He, what, what, what happens when you get him a, he a, helped a create good other ball goals in the box? Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Dude, we love Bronico. Come on. In other leagues, Brant Bronico might be an afterthought. You put him in the English Championship, and he might be like everybody else. In MLS, he's a unicorn. And he's playing for his home city, for his home fans, for the people he. You know, like, I mean, yeah. let's not overthink this, man. Yeah. This I'm guy is you. like, we talk about the soul of soccer in Charlotte. You know who is like, literally the soul of soccer in Charlotte? Brent Brown. BB13. <laughs> like yeah, he has exactly. the soul. It's, right. it, it lives within his body, and I, and I mean that in a way that is, is very endearing because, more than anything, Danny, you asked me last episode, right? We were up right up the street at People's Market. You said, would you rather stick in defensively and be very good at that, or would you rather score a bunch of goals and not give a shit what happens in the back end, right? Right. And the reason why I love Brownie so much is because he's going to stick in there. Yeah. And he plays defense unbelievably well. And even though you and I both think that Charlotte FC is going to be a top six club in the Eastern Conference this year. At least. If Charlotte FC is not that. If they're floundering a little bit, 
You know who's going to keep this squad together? You know who's never going to stop? You know who's never going to stop running? In my opinion, the most underrated statistic in soccer is running stats. Yeah. And nobody no has Bronny beat. Bronny, yeah. Well, hey, I mean, that's grind set life. And, like, if you love Bronny, if you think Danny Brams is an idiot for even suggesting that he might play no. fewer minutes. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. No, I'm, what you need to do is, is you need to get your ass. Another Here's another unpaid ad. You need to get your ass to brantbronico.com slash products <laughs> and buy yourself a BB13 supporters box. You're going to get yeah. socks. You're going to get a water bottle, yeah. and you're going to be entered in a chance to win a game-worn jersey from Brand Bronico from the home opener this year. So you got another couple weeks to get signed up for that. So there you go, Brand. Sorry I, uh, I even suggested anything negative uh, towards your no, future you playing time, no. but I'll, I will definitely uh, pitch the supporters box because it's a good deal. So you mentioned Ashley Westwood, right? Right. You mentioned potentially him and Brant fighting for that position in the midfield. Or, or Derek Jones. Nuno Santos as well. Right. Someone who hasn't talked about it. There's a lot of competition there in the midfield. And we can... Right. I could see us playing Brant, Westwood, and Jones, and Nuno's the odd man out, too. I could see that for sure. So my question is, on Saturday, right, Ashley Westwood probably will be available. I would you, love to see it. Do you That's expect one to the, see him on Saturday? He, the new guys are what I want to see. I want to see Copetti. I want to yeah. see Westwood. Like, I, I do want to see my guy Mackenzie Gaines because I just I hope to see even more growth from him from this offseason. His his growth tra- trajectory was is well established on this show, and like I, I can't wait to check in with him. But I want to see everybody. Man, those new guys are going to be fun to watch. And Westwood, I hope he's available. I I don't think he played in Coachella if I remember correctly. No, so, no, yeah. he didn't. No, but he's. I would expect him to at least be in the building. Sure. On Saturday, and he. I don't think he would start, but I do think that he would have the Capetti treatment in his first match. No. 70th minute. Yeah. Come in for the final 20. Mm-hmm. See if you can get some good minutes on you. And honestly, probably not a lot of people thinking about this. He's got to get on that pitch and feel what it's like to play on turf. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. He's never played on turf yeah. before. Yeah, it's, not, it's, a, it's an adjustment. And for a guy coming off a major ankle injury, you know he's going to be at least a little ginger and just like, you know, I, I think he's a guy who's going to give his all and give 100% effort, but, like, you couldn't blame him for just maybe first few games on turf, just playing a little bit feel-it-out mode and make sure, protect the knees, protect the ankles, protect the joints, and, and, and make sure nothing goes wrong. So if we ranked Ashley Westwood as uh, the number one thing that we want to see this weekend, potentially just even see even if he doesn't play, mm-hmm. right? It's just nice to see him part of the squad. Like, mm-hmm. there he is. You know, he's, he's somebody that should help this squad become better. There he is. He's finally yeah. here. And we'll see what happens as we move forward. Enzo Capetti, number two? Enzo, number two. What about for you? I would – I could I could make the argument that Enzo's, I, Enzo's 1A, still, 1B. Enzo's still my number one, to be perfectly honest. Okay. Yeah, West, yeah, yeah. I can't put at Westwood ahead of Copetti of what I want to see. But I do want to see Westwood. But well, my eyes are going to be glued to Copetti for the first few minutes he's out there. The, the reason why I am – so interested in Westwood is you're talking about like a Premier League player right. who ran with the best players in the world sure. for years and is known. There's a thing. There's a thing called the Westwood Pass. Like he's got a pass named after him. Like obviously <laughs> that's got to excite you. You know, like <laughs> yeah, his yeah. ability to sort of put yeah. one. Yeah. And what the Westwood Pass is is just a, it's a ball that that goes sort of shoots a little bit on a low trajectory and then drops as if it, as if it was an archer. It just has, he has that ability to just drop him over the back. He pings line, it. Like, so he, nice. Yeah, he just pings like, it. Yeah, yeah, he pings yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pings it. What can you say? Yeah. But uh, no, Enzo would be a number one. Number one. My number three, if I was making a list, 
I don't know. I, it's, it, it's, I know we have a TIFOS question on this, so I don't know. Is it, is it time to get into the questions, or do you, do you have a number three you want You're to reveal? You're hosting the second so, segment, yeah, so let's, yeah, let's, get into, let's get into the TIFOS. I, I do want to reveal number three. Hit me. Number three, as, as some people are rolling in tonight. We've, we've already started drawing crowds to yeah, uh, yeah. parlor rooms. Some people Great. are rolling in. My, my number three thing that I want to see is what the back line looks like. I want to see what the center back situation mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. I want to see who's getting looks, mm-hmm. and I want to see who's getting time, and I want to see if this kid from Clemson is the real deal. Hamidi Diop, baby, for sure. Is is DJ going to play center back? Is Diop going to play center back? Is Sobosinski going to play left back or yeah. center back? Is Diop going to play left back? I'm really excited. Is, more, is Jog and Joe going to get out there? So, like, anything could happen. Would Affle play left back? It, it, the back line construction is going to be very interesting. I don't think... I personally don't think we want to waste DJ as a center back. He's just too sure-footed in the midfield and just too valuable with his, his twinkle-toe ability in the midfield, and I don't want to give that up. But he is a big, big guy, and like if you're just looking for a default cover me till Carujo gets a healthy center back, DJ can fit the bill, I think. It's, it's crazy to think about. Um, this defense, to me, is the biggest question mark heading into the season. And you know who else I would put on my radar this weekend who I want to see? Nathaniel Byrne. Nate Byrne. <laughs> exactly. Another, <laughs> another, uh, another uh, UK-experienced uh, guy coming in. He, this is his chance to really shine. He played a few games at the end of last I year. Know, but, I know. Like, no, but but the, this should be his position. Mm-hmm. Like, d- d- is he – we're at the point now, right, as we're recording this, February 9th. Yep. Two weeks before the first match. Right. Just a little bit more. It's either his position or not at this point. And, I, and I'd like to think that he's owned this. If he hasn't owned this, you saw you you saw Jalen Lindsay being projected as yeah. the right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On MLS, MLS Soccer dot com put out a, a projected starting lineup. At, at, excuse me, at Major League Soccer Soccer dot com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I think I think it was Matthew Weeby's preview article, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he does great work. I certainly am not not slagging him down. But no, 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 no. They had Lindsay ahead of Burn on the depth chart, and they misspelled Lindsay. They misspelled Lindsay, so it was, you know. Gra- a little bit of a fuck up on the graphic. What can you do? But uh, uh, I think it's going to be burn. I don't. I don't see how that's not burn spot. Even though I love Jalen Lindsay, and I have no problem if Lindsay plays, but I just I think it's burn spot. We'll find out. We'll know more. Yeah, it's going to be a friendly, but maybe a little more serious because it's the last friendly. Do you think? I still expect like the mass substitution at halftime that you generally see in a friendly like this. What do you think? I would expect with eleven starters. 18 to 20 players to get on the That's pitch. a great number. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Which, by the way, there's we have. Would you say there's 24 people on the squad that could start? I was, anyway? I was 27, 28. Yeah, I was. I was in the high 20s. I think we're up to 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, that was that was right. for guessing, by the way. That comment right there. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna get into tremendous friends of the show questions, um, and I'm pumped for it. Danny, you're acting like you're going to ask, answer, ask the questions No, I'm just spy, I'm spying them out. We, I, I'm, I need to be able to go rapid fire because I know we ran long in the first segment. So the, I'm just spying out the questions. That's all. I want you to ask them. But can I ask you? Can I tell you which one to ask first? You always first? think that we run long, but we're literally at like 36 <laughs> minutes right now. We got a good 15-minute window to answer and can, ask all these can questions. I, can I request a... A question to be asked first. That's my only only yes. request. Yes. How go ask what? Uh, scroll down the list for real Matt Barbie, who recently changed his handle. He this is the former sports addict, one of our great tifos. Lo- 
we love to battle with this guy because we have some differences of opinion, but it's always good natured. Uh, Real Matt Barbie, he, his his new handle is a little more representative of his, uh, his business interests. MBRE Properties. He, he's getting the real. He's getting using his Twitter for his real estate game. Probably pretty smart. Oh, I see it there. But he's still asking us questions. Oh, so that's this, a nice headshot, Matt. You look great, Matt. Yeah, it's you look good great. too. I'll, you know, hey, if I'm looking to buy a home. Hey, based on what I'm seeing right now from Danny Brams, he's rocking a nice beard. <laughs> I've got a nice beard going. You've got a nice beard going too, Matt. It's beard season. So here's the question. Based on the performance of Mello during the preseason, that's Vinny Mello, will he be the backup striker pushing Shinya to the left wing to back up Yuzuya? Or is Mello starting the year as an Open Cup-only player? And... <laughs> Three Jesus. part, three part question. Will he look better in the classic Carolinas kit with a wild berry pop tart? <laughs> <laughs> I do love as much as I, you know, am fine, pretty much just fine with the kit. I'm not super for it or super against it. I do love that it's being uh, compared to the wild berry pop tarts. That's absolutely amazing. They need a, the club needs to get in on it and like sell pop tarts at the concession stands or something like that. But uh, to answer Barbie's question, no, he's not going to be an open cup only player. Vinny Mello is Brant Bronico mentioned him in the presser today. Every time I've ever been uh, fortunate enough to talk to someone affiliated with the club about what's going on, they're always like, oh, and by the way, Vinny Mello's really good. Don't, don't tell anybody. I'm like, I'm, I'm telling everybody. Sorry, I got to tell you. Like, <laughs> like, like he's, the, uh, he's the secret sauce. I heard rumors. Uh, it, I heard whispers at the, uh, the event in Matthews on Sunday that Vinny Mello had been experimenting at the number 10 and was... Uh, looking spicy in that role, I, I believe. Uh, he was a spicy in the number 10. I think he could play the wing. I think the mission is to get him minutes, and I do think he is the backup striker. I do think we will see Shinya on the wing more than as the backup striker this year. I could be wrong. We'll see about that. Uh, we'll maybe learn more on Saturday, but I just really think, like, Vinny Mello is going to be utilized, and he's going to shine in the Open Cup, and he's going to get to play league games as well. Vinny Mello, to me, is like... Danny Rojas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, Football is life, baby. Well, you know, I, I don't know how he feels about the game. I don't know. As per, I'm not talking about personality-wise. I'm talking about the ace in the hole. Right. I'm talking about – remember when Ted was up there in, in the stands and he sees uh, Danny go out there and, and him and Jamie are having the kickoff trying to hit the crossbars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And – It's just the raw talent. It's just like so – you just – you want to project so much onto that. And all of a sudden, Ted is like, he goes, he looks at Beard and he's like, dude, like, we got two fucking aces all of a sudden? Yeah. How did this happen? Yeah. You know? I, yep. I, I didn't expect this. Where did this come from? And that's what Vinny Mello is for this squad. Right. And I want to be as clear as possible with people listening to the show that Charlotte FC is potentially has a diamond in the rough. Yeah. But Vinny Mello is a fucking beast dude between between him and Capetti up front right like if you thought it was hard to get in the club right. with, with fucking Danny Rios <laughs> Danny, Danny yeah yeah exactly. like you were yeah. never gonna get in the club with right. those two guys from Rojas to Rios baby yeah I, I agree like El Tank and El Tankacito we love it for sure yeah. it's El, gonna be fun El Tankacito is official nickname for, I would ex- uh, for Vinny I would expect to see Melo in, in, in play for sure I can't wait to see him on Saturday. He's my, my number three most looking forward to on Saturday. Here's my bold prediction. Vinny Mello scores a goal on Saturday. I love it. I believe that's another one of our TFO's questions, you know. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so so I'm gonna now I turn I fully hand the steering wheel over oh, to Oh, there you. it is. It's, There's it's Michael. To There's Michael, as always. Uh, Hub likes chimes in. Uh, cheers to you. Sorry about Liverpool, by the way. Uh, score predictions for Saturday. 
Uh, and who's scoring them? 3-0 goes by Melo, Copetti, and Swiderski. I think that this game has a chance to get real out of hand. <laughs> uh, yes, that would be amazing. Yeah, I do. I yeah. honestly do. Okay, I like it. What's I your prediction? Do. My prediction is 5-1 to one Charlotte. Okay, yeah. And we give up the one late after we yeah, just kind of stop caring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, right. and I think that uh, Vinny Mello gets on the score sheet. I think that Andre Shinyashiki gets on the score sheet. Oh, yeah. I think that... Kerwin Vargas gets on the score sure. sheet. Vargas been tearing it up in preseason for sure. He's exciting. Vargas Vargas is Vargas might play his way to undroppable status on the wing as deep as we are at some point. If, if, if the preseason returns continue. Capetti gets on the score sheet. And one it. of those four will score a second goal. Oh, a brace. A beautiful brace on a Saturday afternoon. Let's go. Yeah, man, that's fun. Here it's here, Danny. We're going to the match. Two days I can't from wait. now. What a treat. DB's hot takes. He chimes in. He says, do we have one of the deepest teams in the league? In attack, certainly. In defense, no way. We're, we're, we've completely flipped the script, whereas yeah, last year, this time, we had no attack and all defense. I'm nervous about and, that. Yeah. I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm nervous about that. Yeah, you can't say we're one of the deepest in the league, but we are certainly among the deepest in attack. Easy. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about the depth in, at defense, but it's just center back, really. It's just waiting for Guzman. Waiting for Guzman to come home. And it's because of a tragic circumstance. Yeah. Which is still crazy. Uh, level up Luke. There he is. Uh, he said, we may need some support on the back line. Did a good transition here. Do we go after someone now or wait for the summer window? I would go after someone personally if it was me. It's not my money, though, and I don't know exactly what the team's long-term strategies are around all that. I do think we'll be covered until Guzman gets back. I think Guzman is killing it uh, in rehab, trying to get himself back. And so I'm willing, I'm willing to wait until Carujo's back, but I, I wouldn't hate going to pick someone up just for some short-term cover maybe or, you know, someone we could then sell on. Go get like a McCoon type who that we can like foist onto somebody else after we use them for a few weeks. Who knows? JPP with one of, uh, one of the more interesting questions I think that we've ever gotten on the show. Shout out to you, James Paul Perez, um, who we look forward to seeing. Can't wait. Hopefully this weekend. Reunited and it feels so good. He says, uh, what can Charlotte FC learn from Napoli's current season? Both Different, play, shade, different shade of blue. But. Both play 4-3-3. Strong wingers. Italian coaches with similar style. style. Underdog stories. Did he did, was that question supposed to be what can Charlotte what can Napoli learn from Charlotte FC? <laughs> I love that flip. Uh, what can we learn from Napoli is that if you score enough goals, it really doesn't matter. They're sitting on top of Serie A with a plus thirty six uh, goal differential, thirteen points ahead, uh, two thirds of the way through the season. They've pretty much got the scudetto locked up. And uh, as much as I really don't care at all about Italian soccer, I am pretty impressed with Napoli. And what it is is that. If you have good, the, what we can learn from them is if you score enough goals, your defensive questions kind of take care of themselves. It's pretty simple. If you look at any table yeah. across the globe, <laughs> yeah, it's like whoever's plus the mm-hmm. most in the goal differential mm-hmm. typically is ahead. So that, that 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 is a combination of two things: putting goals in the back of the net, which I think this Charlotte FC squad can do, but also keeping them out of your own because the goal difference yeah. it matters. What if you give one up because your differential changes at that point? Like it's not just about score. It's not about goals scored, right? It's not just about goals scored. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Mike Humberger chimes in. He says, 
Y'all going to be at the Charleston game? I can't wait. Yes, we will be there if you've, if you've he, heard the show. Is he talking about uh, Charleston uh, versus the Independents in the U.S. Open Cup or, or what? I mean, let's go. I know they don't have any league games which, anymore. Which, but by the way, I thought this was pretty important that we gave the Independents a shout-out, right? Of course, yeah. Anytime I see Mike Ernberger's name, I'm reminded that this is, uh, you know, the Independents have a home in this family as well. There's one date in the next month and a half. The 18th. March 18th. Our, our second watch party here is actually going to be following an Independence game that we will be attending. So yes. the Independence kickoff against Richmond Kickers at Memorial Stadium at 5. We will both be there, and then we will bring the party over here to watch Charlotte right after at 7.30, I think. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. That is going to be a really fun night. Yeah. Oh, oh gonna be my amazing. goodness. That's going to be so good. Okay, Bridget McCall, who, by the way, deserves... A little bit of congratulations. Is, is she part of the Queen's Pitch? Yeah, shout out to the Queen's Pitch crew. Bridget and Kara, uh, two lovely young ladies who just feel like they love all the voice, all the podcast. They're all they're both huge fans of like all the podcasts in Charlotte FC scene, but they felt like there needed to be a little more of a female-centric, sort of a women's point of view. And, and there should be, by and the way. And they launched the Queen's Pitch, and they got their first episode out this past weekend, and uh, props to them. They're going to be doing a lot more, so... We love to see that. And the first thing uh, she says is, here we go. Is this uh, uh, Fabrizio? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she goes, do you see Laddie is having the same approach into coaching as in, get, as in setting the starting lineup by who performs better in practice, not by who they are? And who's your starting midfielders? Sorry, Danny Brams. I cannot two-part it. <laughs> uh, Laddie, for sure. Laddie has no needs to change. His approach got him the, jo- the permanent job. The players seem to, to like him. They respect the fact that he rewards performances in pa- yeah, practice. That, that'll be the same. And that's not changing. That's, who, that's, that's part of his coaching DNA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's that's, 56 that, years yeah, old, yeah, I think. That's yeah, not yeah, changing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As far as who's my starting midfielders, uh, for week one, I'm going to say Bronico, Jones, and – excuse me, I'm going to say Bronico, Westwood, and I guess in, Swiderski would technically be a midfielder if he was the, if he was the cam. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say Carroll, Bronico, and Westwood, with Jones as a, as a center back. I will go Swiderski, Bronico, and Jones. Okay, so you think you think that the the kids they'll put the kids in the back line and keep Jones in the midfield? Yeah, That's, I can see that too. We'll yeah. know. Hopefully, we'll know more on Saturday. Hopefully we'll get to see yeah. both examples, and, ch- and we can, as fans, decide which one we like better at least. Poor Nuno Santos just feels like he's on the outside looking in right now. I know. He's got to be questioning like where his role in this team is, and I think it's a challenge to him to like go define his role. And I think he could maybe try to find some t- minutes on the wing. I think he will be involved in some of our cup games. And just remember, we got a lot of games this year. we got the League's Cup. we got the U.S. Open Cup. Right. There's going to be playing time for these guys if they're patient and stick together. And so uh, from what I saw from Nuno in the interview he did last year with Eric Krakauer, seems like a stand-up guy, so I, I, my, my hopes are high. It kind of pivots us into the next question by Evan Root. Who do you think Charlotte FC fans are going to be most disappointed in not seeing minutes this season with a jump in player quality available? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the, the – I'm going to dance with the one that I brung, which is Andre Shinyusiki. Anytime he's not on the pitch, I'm disappointed because I love to see him play soccer. It's just all there is to it. And he does seem a little bit – kind of forced into a substitute role just by the quality of guys around him. I personally would start him over Yusviak, but last Tonzio doesn't really think that way. And it sucks. I, I'm going to admit, anytime, anytime Shinya's not out there, I'm disappointed. It's a great question, Evan. Uh, I really appreciate you asking this one because it really just underscores that there's a logjam 
in this club yeah. right now. Like, there's yeah. a total logjam in this club right now, especially if you're looking at a 4-3-3. There's, like, nowhere for anybody to get into the rotation. Right. And I think ultimately my answer is, is going to be... Mackenzie Gaines. Same, same, similar boat to Shinya, right? I mean, I would, I would be happy to start both of those guys. Right, right. And yet, it's, I have a strong feeling it's going to be Vargas and Yusviak if everyone's healthy. And that's yeah. just the way it is. And I, I'm happy with those guys. I, you know, Yusviak, the Bulldog, took a long, a lot of time to win us over, but I think he did by the end of the season. Vargas, I think, has really exciting potential. But I would just, if it was me, I would invest in Gaines' potential more. But I'm, you know, I'm not a soccer coach. I'm not a soccer scout. So, uh, Brandon Davis chats uh, with us. And by the way, Brandon, I, it, it's great to get to know you. Hopefully, you can you can drop by, get over here to uh, the parlor room because we'd love to see you. Yeah, I, I've never I, I, we haven't met, and you're always here asking questions. If you look at his bio, he says, "I, I love every Rocky movie." Okay, not five, and I'm you know. I'm here for a Rocky Five Renaissance. <laughs> Bird Gang, by the way. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't know, John's a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan with his Philly roots, so Sunday's going to be quite a... Uh, it's a huge weekend for you. Uh, but I, I'm, here, I'm just here for a Rocky Five Renaissance. I think people need to reevaluate Rocky Five. It's not as bad as people remember. But three, then four is my top two, Brandon, just so you know. This question, what do you say all the people... What do you say to all the people who say the Apple MLS season pass is destined to be an unmitigated disaster. Well, the answer is that they're freaking morons. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's yeah. nothing more needs to be said. Yeah, totally. I mean, like... It's a huge win for the league, and, it, you know... Yeah. I, I do not feel swayed by any commentary that might have been surrounding this question. Why would in saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how we feel I'm, about I, it. I love the Apple season pass. And again, it goes back to, you know, things in this life that you like that are nice cost money. And I work in a field uh, as a journalist where, you know, I'm constantly like, I see so many of my favorite writers out there tweeting links to their stories and things like that. And then uh, someone will put a comment below and be like, oh, it's behind the paywall. I guess I'm not reading this. And it's like, well, you know, do you work for free? <laughs> you know, so like, I mean, things cost money in this life, whether it's uh, single game tickets to Charlotte FC matches or the Apple MLS season pass. So it's like, you got to decide how you want to spend your resources. I'm not here to talk about other people's money, but uh, if you don't like it, if you can't afford it, if you feel like the price is wrong, then could you please keep that to yourself and, and don't feel the need to go on social media and bitch about it constantly. Amen to that, Danny Brams. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be at the Keep this Saturday. We're going to be at the Supporters Bar before kickoff. Make sure you meet us there. We're going to get to see everybody all over again. And I'm going to leave you with this photo tonight, Danny Brams. I'm going to get your honest reaction to this. Just post it. Yes. On Ashley Westwood's Instagram page. Let's go. And it's a couple new boys. Oh, wow. Thank you for sharing. Enzo and Ashley just hanging out together. They're, they're drinking Enzo's, the Argentinian version of coffee. Let's go. The mate. Oh. The, uh, the mate. I, Brilliant. It's M-A-T-E. I think it's mate, but yeah. Mate. And I, that's so funny because Ashley kind of made way, you know, his whole like little meme about Ashley Westwood the first week he was with the club was how he was going to like teach people how to drink tea properly uh, coming from England. And now he's here like sharing a drink of mate. He's like... 
em- embracing the Argentinian traditions of his new teammate. I, that that picture fires me up. It's, it's a small yeah. thing, but it's like wow to see the two new boys from opposite ends of the world coming together and like get becoming teammates and like learning about each other's culture to help them have a stronger connection on the pitch. Absolutely incredible. One thing, um, and Andy will definitely uh, corroborate this, is that Mate, and I hope I'm saying that right, she'll correct us if we're wrong, (laughs) is a huge part of Argentinian culture. So big that Enzo has Enzo 9 engraved on his straw. (laughs) Like, yeah, this is what he uses to drink his mate, basically, like at all times. That's incredible. Yeah, so it's it's an exciting time, and uh, we're going to be back at the Keep on on Saturday to get things rolling for 2023. Amazing. It's it's the Charlotte Soccer Show, which, by the way, um, you just finished off in the second segment. What did you have there? I moved to a cocktail. So the one thing about part of the room uh, at Hooligans FC is they brought cocktails to the fore, and Beamer makes me up a nice little Pepsi Libre, Made sure don't call it a Cuba Libre because it's got Pepsi, not Coke, and and whatnot. And uh, but I love a rum and Coke. I love a lime. Put them together. One of my favorite drinks out there. And this tastes good. I, we we focus so much on beer uh, when we're not doing coffee casts. We're usually talking about beers. But I don't. I like a cocktail every now and again as well. So I switched over to the Higher Ground IPA by Birdsong. Mm. It's um delicious. One of the best IPAs in Charlotte. <laughs> West Coast. It's not. A, it's a non hazy. It's that, cri- it's that crisp IP. Yeah. It's almost like just a little bit of a sour pilsner. Almost. Totally. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's why I love it. Follow the show. At For the Crown Baby. That's where you can ask us these questions. We're going to put out the bat signal. We're going to say, hey, we want to answer your questions, and we want to do it live. Um, we're going to be here um, early next week. We're going to have a reaction to what we saw on Saturday. Do an episode early, uh, maybe, maybe on Monday. Uh, get that out earlier in the week. Then we'll be back here next Thursday and at that point next Thursday I mean we're looking at we're like 10 days away at that point yeah it's 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 almost go time yeah yeah so incredible uh, it's the Charlotte Soccer Show I'm John Hayes he's Dana Brands and as always for the crown baby